Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. We are doing our beginning of the week podcast here, getting released on Tuesday. Sometimes it's Monday, sometimes it's Tuesday. But you know what? We sat back and we said, you know what? We, we, we don't even want to talk about that Monday night game. And it's a good thing we didn't because what a disaster that was. An absolute disaster. Russell Wilson looks terrible. Washington football team, somewhat competent, but just a disaster of a game. So we just put that to the side. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to look ahead towards week, towards week 13. Some NBA talk. Julian's going to babble about the, you know, the hardwood. But we have a lot of stuff we have to get to on the show, so let's let's calm down and get right to it. Julian Edlow, hello. Hey. How are you? How's it going? <laughs> How do you like my background if you're watching on YouTube? Yeah, it's great. We took 15 minutes for Julian to uh, decide where he's going to be doing the show. He, he still can't figure out what curtains or blinds are, so he has to go all around the house and like zigzag all over the place to get a perfect shot. But here he is. He's got some nice memorabilia in the background. And we finally settled on a spot. Hopefully next week you can win a couple bets and you can invest in curtains and then we can just do this show normally. Yeah. One day I will have enough winnings to buy some curtains. Speaking of winnings, let's get right to one of our favorite segments called cash it or trash it and bring some accountability to this podcast on how we did last week. Um, Immediately cash the Patriots. No brainer. Easy. People were overthinking it. Oh, it's getting too high. Seven and a half. Oh, what are we going to do now? But the hook. It was fine. It was no, nothing. The Titans had nothing to do to beat the, the Patriots. Now, to be fair, the first half was pretty good for the Titans. I got a little nervous. I was getting a little nervous. And then the second half that came. Late, that, that late rushing touchdown was very unpatriot. Yes. Like, to allow. Right. And also, as good as the Patriots are right now, 270 on the ground. Yeah. 200 yard rushers for the Titans, and they score 13 points and lose by whatever it was. And in that first half, you know, we'll get to your cash in a second here, but the first half, you couldn't have been feeling too good about that Titans team total, which was at 17 and a half or just 16 and a half. It moved to 17. I, I got it at 17 and a half. Okay. It moved to 16 and a half when we were doing the sweat, but it actually reclosed at 17 and a half again. Beautiful. But um, Patriots minus seven and a half. The hook didn't matter. Obviously, they ended up just blowing them out of the end there. Patriots are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Mac Jones, how incredibly accurate he is, too. He just throws a beautiful ball. Um, and, you know, last one of the last quarterbacks who's taken off the board in the first round. And right now, he has the rookie of the year on lockdown. Offensive rookie of the, of the year on lockdown right now, unless somebody else emerges. But as of right now, with how hot the Patriots are, um, he's looking like the front runner as it is. So cash to minus seven and a half for the Pats. And it's not going to be one of the three other or, uh, or the four other quarterbacks drafted ahead of Matt Jones that's going to come in and like they don't even have enough time to yeah, play perfectly and make up the ground to win the award. So it's really only like uh, essentially Jamar Chase is the only one, right. you know, if Mac Jones misses a couple games and Chase has a couple massive games, like that's one of the only ways Najee Harris is the other name that's kind of in the mix, but probably not. He's 50 um, to one. Now he's fallen dramatically 50 who? to one. Najee Harris is 50 to one. 50 now. to one. Wow. Okay. Never, so he, never here's mind. the board right now. Mac Jones minus 300 Jamar chase plus two twenty five. Then Jalen Waddle is next at 35 to one. So what is chase? So it's a two, Jones. it's a, it's a two man race. Um, and we'll talk to Johnny Avello in the show with odds are uh, yep. with Johnny Avello later, a little bit about the award where the money is. Um, yes, I am a Mac Jones plus 700 ticket holder down to minus 300 so that's looking strong cash it uh, like we were the same we didn't want to use the same best bet on the sunday show 
I had the Patriots minus five and a half in my best bets article from earlier in the week. Three unit play, big play. Same as last week. It's it's a four against Atlanta. It's three against Tennessee. It moves to seven. Oh, we, you can't bet it at seven. The value's gone. Patriots cover by a wide margin, win by, you know, double digits, 20, whatever. Um, is kind of the same story. So uh, cash everything on the Pats game, cash the team total for Tennessee under 17 and a half, that late first half touchdown. I thought it's over. They give this up. This is what's going to cost the play. They shut them out in the second half. Did a little half unit sprinkle on Tannehill minus 145. Yes. Interception. JC Jackson does it again, gets another one. So every, it was nice to have a full read on an NFL game and, and just get everything right there on the Pats game. Um, other big play was the Packers money line. I don't know where all that Rams money came from. Stafford hurt on the road. Packers came through easily on that money line. So I was happy about that. Um, and then cash a few little sprinkles. We gave out three half unit plays for each of the Thanksgiving day games. So we'll go back to those that were on the podcast. I didn't give them out anywhere else. I said, if you want them, you come to this podcast. Lions and bears first half under 21 cashed. Cedric Wilson over receiving yards, whatever number you got it at cash. He was up in the eighties, I think. Um, and Bill's first half minus two and a half bills in a route. So all those on the podcast hit. So a good week finally in the NFL for cashing. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I talked about Dalton Schultz uh, scoring an anytime touchdown in that game. And you got that the, one. The Raiders. And then on Twitter, I uh, gave out a play. It's been rare for me lately, but I told, said Jimmy Graham, anytime touchdown seven to one. He was one of the only guys that scored a touchdown in that, in that, whatever you want to call that disaster of a first game on, uh, on Thanksgiving there. But that was a nice surprise told my family at the dinner table. Everybody was impressed. You know, they thought oh, I couldn't glad that your family is impressed with you. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know, they already put me on a pedestal for Robbie Ray, 80 to one. So, you know, the, the bar is very high to surpass, but you know, little, little live action there. Seven to one. That was good too. Um, moving the trash it though. Cowboys minus seven, forget it. Like we talked about how maybe this was like a, a, a trap because, you know, Lamb is out. Amari Cooper is out, but they're still favored by over a touchdown. Right. So where do we, where, where was it coming from? Now this game went to overtime, but it did, wouldn't have mattered anyways, because, you know, not going to cover the minus seven at best. You're going to push maybe, um, but Raiders ended up winning outright 36 to 33 in that game, which was by far the best game on the, on the Thanksgiving slate, by the way. Uh, was yeah. an entertaining game for a change, but um, no shot there, really. Uh, Raiders went up quickly in the first quarter, 14 to six, really never kind of looked back after that. Cowboys did make it interesting in the fourth quarter, scoring two touchdowns there, but uh, ultimately would lose in overtime, 36 to 33. So we are trashing that Cowboys one. Um, honestly, I should have just stuck with my gut and went with the Raiders in that one, but couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, the Raiders are impossible to figure out, like literally impossible. So we'll, we'll see what, what comes of them later in the season. Cowboys now, obviously, they were up around we'll, – we'll look at the rest of the slate later, but they were up around six in New Orleans, both teams that played on Thanksgiving playing Thursday again. Um, yeah. Obviously, both losers on Thanksgiving, and now Mike McCarthy has COVID. So Cowboys down from six to four already. Uh, for that Thursday night football game. Um, my trash it, my only loss on Sunday, it was one of the late ads with the Tennessee team total under. I laid the two and a half with the Houston Texans. I said they're the better team. They're at home. 
It's yep. Tyrod Taylor, a stable veteran that you can rely on against Zach Wilson, Mr. Unreliable. And um, this is why you don't bet on Texans-Jets games. The Jets yeah. won. Not shocking, but yeah, dumb dumb loss. Um, then my only loss on Thanksgiving was the little half-unit prop that I added. I, I played some Bears money line um, when it got down to like two. It was at minus 130. Um, fortunate to not lay the points and go money line there, but I played the Montgomery over we talked about rushing yards i played montgomery over 17 and a half carries because i thought chicago would be a little more dominant and be handing it to him late and it just it, it didn't get there he didn't run as thought as well as i thought he would um so trash the texans trash montgomery carries but overall a a good week 12 was it week 12 yep and we're going into week 13 yep and All i will right. say that jets win um not great for my Jets over, uh, excuse me, under six wins. There's a couple of winnable games left. So now yeah. I'm getting a little nervous about that now. Like, could they could they maybe beat the Eagles this week? Maybe. Especially if Jalen Hurts is hurt. That's the rumor right now that, you know, maybe he's not uh, able to play this game because they're going into the bye after this. So they get him two weeks of rest. Right. Um, then the Saints right after that, like, oh, now we're getting a little, little iffy because they still got um the jaguars at the end of the month too yeah so maybe this is a good month for the jets i mean the, the rest of the schedule forget it dolphins are not winning that bucks no chance bills no chance but there's literally three games that are winnable and that would bring i mean you know it's close but they're not um, going to win all the winnable games though no for sure but i i guess what i'm saying here is that you know, getting that win against the, I'm sorry, get um, losing against the Texans would have just been perfect as then you're coasting, right? It's over. Right. But that win against the Texans, now you're like, ah, there's still a couple games here that maybe a, they, could, they could sneak out a win. Yeah, there's a path. There's a path. Yeah. I've yep. been, I've been fortunate with a lot of NFL futures, just kind of getting off topic for a minute. Like Patriots over nine wins and Saints to miss the playoffs. Yeah. We're two of my bigger bets, and the Saints were looking great. The Pats are two and four, and now, boom, Pats are eight and four. They're, I mean, they're going to get over nine unless something terrible happens. Yep. And uh, the Saints all of a sudden lose, what is it, three or four in a row with Trevor Simeon, and now they're making the move to Taysom Hill. Right. Got to feel good about the Saints not being in there. And then, you know, since we're on the subject, what you know, what the hell, why not? Um, despite how good the Colts have been, they still don't really have a clear playoff push right now, which is pretty incredible. We're both, and we're both, we're both on this one. Right. Colts we're both in that the one. playoffs plus plus one fifty, And we made it when all the Carson Wentz news came out over the summer is right. when we placed the bet and Carson Wentz has played every game for yep. the Colts. All right. <laughs> right. But despite them being on such a run, fortunately for us, there's been a lot of strong teams in the AFC that, they don't have a clear path. Like right now, their clear path is the wild card, but I don't know if they're even going to make the wild card. The AFC West is, has been our biggest friend with how close that that one is. And then the Bengals uh, playing well as of, way, as of late, that's also a factor too as well. Um, the Bills and the Patriots. So there's a lot of things that are helping us, our cause here, but I just thought it was kind of incredible with how good that they're playing. They're like still like the 10th best team in the league right now, according to like record-wise. So it's remarkable that for as good as they've been, they're still not even really in a, in a playoff position at this point. It seems like they're 
gaining so much momentum though after that 0-3 start, even with a lot a close loss to Tampa. If there's anything I hedge, it's gonna be, you know, any kind of plus money on the Colts to make the playoffs. Yeah. To kind of just leave a little bit of exposure because it's plus 150 to get a little profit if they miss, but get a good chunk of that investment back if they do wind up making the playoffs. Because the Colts are a good team. There's no yeah. no way around that really. And you gotta be concerned about Tennessee slowing down. Yep. Not that the Patriots loss is a bad loss. The Texans loss was an awful loss. Now they're at eight and four. You know, how strong can they finish without Derrick Henry, without, I mean, not that Julio Jones was doing much to begin with, but they got to get a little healthier and and finish this thing out. Um, otherwise the Colts can sneak in there and win that division, which is pretty massive odds at, at the moment. And so realistically, like the Colts probably need to win four of their last five games if they're going to over, you know, overstep the Titans at this point. Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. That's the rest of their schedule. Um, it's who's? That's the Colts. Texans, Patriots, uh, Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars. Realistically, they need to win four of at least four of those games. To right. well, I mean, that's why Tennessee's minus twenty five hundred to win the division. Yeah. The Colts are plus a thousand. <laughs> so, like, if you if you're invested here in like Tennessee division or like even any playoff bets, like you can use. 0.1 units on the Colts to win the division to get that full unit back, anything like that. Yep. You're not talking about risking much money if you want to protect yourself a little bit. Can you believe that? Two, five weeks left, really, of the NFL season, regular season. That's wild. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's, there's six. Six. Because we have week 18 now. Yep. Oh, right, right. I always forget about that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. The, so, the new week 18. I had to count yep. that. I was like, I think there's more. Yeah, so still, like, realistically, a month and a half. Kind of wild. That's why everybody forgets. Everybody's, like, the Super Bowl weekend. They're used to that first weekend in February, and the Super Bowl's on February 13th. Yeah. Everybody's like, how'd that happen? I was like, well, the extra game. Right. All adds up. You add it together. Yep. All right, we're going to go to one of our favorite segments. We're going to go switch over to Odds Are with Johnny Avello, get his insight on the sportsbook perspective from last week, looking uh, ahead to this week as well. So let's get to that. You heard the music. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the man himself. That means it is time for Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, how we doing? Excellent, guys. Thanks again for having me on. All right. We're going to get right into it. A uh, little bit different of a week, obviously, with the Thanksgiving slate uh, in NFL. So three games on Thanksgiving card. Uh They've generally been dominated by the favorites in recent years, but dogs covered the first two games. Although of course the lions, they're not in the business of winning. So they lost, although they covered against the bears uh, and then the bills got the bounce back. They were looking for uh, kind of dismantled a banged up saints team in, in the nightcap. How was the handle compared to your expectation on these Thanksgiving games? Uh, handle was the best ever. Um, and, uh, you, you know, rightfully so grown more states, yep. uh, yep. you know, and, uh, but the, the, we did real well on the, on the outcome too. I'm happy with both the handle and that outcome. Um, and you know, these have been rough days, these, because there's only three games and when the favorites do win, we kind of take a bath. Um, yep. but you know, we did okay on these, the, uh, lions and bears and Raiders and Cowboys were our two best games. And then the Bills and Saints, not so good. Uh, that spread went from four and a half to seven and uh, got, then they got there easily. And you said, you use the word like a obliterated. Is that what they were? What were you? Dismantled. Dismantled. 
dismantled. Yes. Yep. And that's what happened. We got dismantled on that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Bills were the public side, obviously. And uh, a couple of uh, the Saints and DK Sportsbook get, get dismantled there. Um, but you did all right on the other games. Yes, we did. No complaints. Yep. And uh, Sunday seemed like a lot of public sides wound up coming through. Um, how did the book do on the short Sunday slate? Uh, overall, a very good day. Uh, Giants beating the Eagles straight up. That was one yeah. of the better results, along with the Broncos getting the W over the Chargers. Uh, 49ers covering the three and the three and a half. That also worked out well for us. Um, the game we did not fare well on was the Patriots. Bet from two and a half up to seven. Uh, and then the Ravens and Bucks, that's all. They were not good results either for us, either one of those two. So we were just going to bring up one of those public teams that came through is one that we're talking about weekly now, and that is the Patriots. And it's funny because, well, now, okay, so they've won six in a row. They've covered all six during that span. And Steve will touch on the Monday night game coming up with the Bills next. But it's kind of a funny situation these last two games. It's like you got these short numbers, you know, two and a half, three against Tennessee, four against Atlanta, and then it gets to seven. And then it's kind of like, oh, you're going to get sharp buyback. There's no value there. You can't bet it. Not even close. They easily cover both of them. But before we get to the Patriots against the spread, um, I want to talk about some of their futures markets, specifically the awards, um, because they there are some really interesting Patriots players and coaches in these awards that are steadily climbing up the board. Um, Matt Jones is now minus 300. Last I looked to win rookie of the year. I happen to have him plus 700. I'm very happy about that ticket. Matt Judon. I wrote him up in my best bets article on DK playbook a couple of weeks ago after the day after the Atlanta game, when they won in Atlanta, he was plus 4,000 to win DPOY wrote that up in my article, took him plus 4,000. He's now down to plus 800 to win defensive player of the year. Belichick in the conversation, I think he was 12 to one a couple of weeks ago yep. to win coach of the year. He's now the plus 300 favorite. What kind of handle, what kind of liability, what kind of action are we seeing on all these Patriots awards in the futures market? Uh, handle good and all. Uh, Mr. Jones has certainly solidified the leader spot for the rookie yes. of the year. Now minus three bucks, as you said, or one to three. Uh, after another great solid performance, I like this guy coming in. I, I but he's over my expectations. Um, yes. And what a great year for Judon. I mean, I think he's around twelve sacks. He's got about thirty or so solo tackles. He's got a boatload of assists. I mean, great year. He's Taking a little bit of money now, eight to one. I heard the price. People read my article. That's why people Three read Johnny. Would you get him at forty to one? Forty nice. to one. Nice. Uh, and he is getting closer to Miles Garrett. You know, when you look at the stats of those two guys, they're not that far apart. And then, uh, and Belichick now on top at three to one. But this is a very tight race for the coach. Uh, you got Kingsbury in there. Yeah. You got Zach Taylor, Vrabel. They're all in the race. Uh, these next couple of weeks, we'll decide that. And then looking ahead to Monday Night Football, before we touch on the rest of week 13, uh, Patriots move from plus three and a half to plus three in Buffalo. Do you, do you see this one moving more as we get closer to kick? And how much of the early money uh, is on the Patriots thus far? Well, Steve, it has moved that one way. The Pats are the early choice right now. Um, and this line is just saying right now that these two teams are equal, close to equal, yeah. with the Bills getting about three points for home field advantage. Uh, where do I see this one going? Probably moving 
to maybe three with some juice on there, maybe three minus 20, possibly three and a half, half by game time. Couldn't see more than that, though. Um, and I can't see it going to less than three either. And then we've got the Cowboys and Saints facing off on Thursday after both playing on Thanksgiving there after a really competitive week. They came into the spreads being close in week 12. We've more back to our lopsided in week 13, seven games with over a favorite of over a touchdown. Five of those seven favorites are road teams, which has been a trend really all season long. Uh, which spreads are you seeing moving the most? And what's the most early money going for us thus far in week 13? Uh, well, let's start with that Cowboy game. I'm seeing, yeah. certainly seeing some Dallas money. I'm sure there will be more Dallas money as the betters are going to anticipate a better performance than they have seen lately. Uh, cards at the Bears, uh, one of those road teams you mentioned, that's up from seven to seven and a half, cards seeing money. Bucks at the Falcons, road team, uh, nine and a half up to 11. Colts at the Texans, road team, seven up to eight and a half. And the Bengals at home against the Chargers. That's the one the one that's being the most money home team. Uh, one and a half, that game open, it's up to three. Wow. These road teams, just really quickly, like, can you recall there being this much of a non-home field advantage? Like, you're saying the three for the Bills at home. Do they deserve three at home the way that the NFL works right now? <laughs> what the Bills do, but I'm not so sure on these other ones. Yeah. This, this has been an unprecedented year for uh, – Road favorites, big road favorites, not three and four, like seven and a half, ten and a half. Crazy. And we're kind of getting to the home stretch of the NFL season here. Is it becoming clear what some of the biggest liabilities for the books will be in these future markets for things like division winners uh, to make or miss the playoffs, win totals, things like that? And what about other futures, whether it be MVP, Super Bowl? Have you seen uh, betters continue to bet on as the season progresses? Well, season totals have been on the board all season. Uh, so even though there may be some liability, you know, it's it's shortening because of the adjustments we're able to make. And that's kind of interesting, you know, when you look at most people put most places will put up season totals at the beginning of the year and then they're down. But we keep yeah. them up and, uh, yeah. and the players like it. And it gives us a chance to also make those adjustments, like I said. Um, the Besides the uh, Super Bowl, which is always one of the biggest future handles, Bucks and Chiefs have been the top two choices all year long, yeah. but cards at three to one now and the Packers seven to two have taken money in the NFC comp to win the NFC conference. Uh, uh, maybe the wins on, there's a few shekels on this uh, regular season, fewest wins uh, and the Lions have continued to receive them shekels. <laughs> they are overwhelming they choices. Minus nine dollars right now, or one to nine. <clears throat> I'm feeling very good about my Lions under five uh, <laughs> on the season. I got some pushback from people at the start of the season. They told me it was dumb. They're like, they're gonna win five or six games. I said, no, you're dumb. And now I'm in, now I'm sitting in the right chair. All right. Wait, Here's if we where I that, do look dumb. If we put that up for two seasons, this season and next, would you still take <laughs> it at double the price that you're getting? <laughs> that's a very that's a very good question. I would have to think long and hard about it and what type of offseason moves they can make. It's enticing. Um, <laughs> all right. I do look very smart about my um, Lions bet, but we talked a little bit of college football last week. Um, I was not right about Michigan, Ohio State. I said I, we've seen this movie before. We know how it goes. Ohio State rolls. 
Michigan, touchdown underdog at home, wins that game. They're now in the Big Ten championship game. We think we're going to get Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a touchdown favorite against Minnesota. They lose. Now we have a Michigan and uh, Iowa game there. Alabama almost eliminated itself from college football playoff contention, losing the Iron Bowl. They win by two in four overtimes after being shut out for like three and a half quarters. Um, they'll play Georgia now as a big dog going towards a touchdown in the SEC championship game. Oklahoma almost gets the road upset in Bedlam to reach a Big 12 game. Oklahoma State comes through at home. We get Oklahoma State Baylor. Um, Cincy looking to remain perfect against Houston. Oregon gets a rematch with Utah after Utah smoked them a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a wild co- uh, college football conference championship game slate. Which games do you expect to have the most handle? Which lines do you expect to move the most by the time we get to, to Saturday and in some cases the Friday night games? Well, I truly believe that the Georgia Alabama is going to be the biggest handle. Um, and, the, and the Iowa Michigan will be second. Uh, Oak State and Baylor, the early contest, which will that, that'll also draw well. But you talk about movement on games. That one already on the move with Oak State opening six, six-point favorite. Now that's dropped down to four. Um, a couple of games that I could see some movement on. I would expect that both Cincy, who's a 10-and-a-half-point favorite over Houston, and Michigan, who you mentioned is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa, I would think those two games might drop a little bit lower than the 10-and-a-half that they currently are. It's a lot of points for, for conference championship games where none of those teams have really jumped out as, you know, a, a dominant college football playoff type of uh, type of team. Really quick, do you, is this SEC game, is that going to get to seven? I'm always a huge – I'm a huge Bama guy. They always roll. They've done well by me in the past. They've just let that – like, you keep opening them at these big numbers and they keep letting down, and Georgia just doesn't let anybody score. Uh, the last time Alabama was a seven-point dog – you were probably not even born yet, and I was probably <laughs> yeah. in early infancy of my bookmaking career. <laughs> it's an un, like I'm. I feel like when it gets to seven, I'm going to have like no choice but to take Alabama. But I think that Georgia crushes them. It's a, I've never felt this way about a game. It's weird. Yeah, you know Alabama figures out the way to win. Like they have no business winning that game Saturday. No, uh, they scored with 23 seconds left. They were on their own. They were on the. They were on the 23, uh, I think it was the Auburn 23-yard line. So they were lucky to even get it into overtime. But, hey, these are the kind of teams that are, you know, you put them into this big game scenario, you know that they're they're coming. Whether they have the horses or not to get it done this year, they're coming prepared. That is very true. Um, all right. So last week, we also discussed a couple of big games in college hoops for Gonzaga. You were there to watch the Zags in the UCLA game. Um Again, I use the word dismantling here. Zags came out of the gates and just smoked them. Um, I thought they'd do the same to Duke, but the Blue Devils pulled as, you know, a pretty big upset, whatever they were, plus 340-ish or so on the money line on Friday night. What was the handle like on those two games during Feast Week? Well, you know, it's, it's, I, went, I actually went to the Gonzaga-Duke game too. Uh, and the reason that, Duke hung around was that Gonzaga made a lot of mistakes at the end of that game, which are uncharacteristics, missing free throws, turnovers. They usually don't do that. And the UCLA game just got carried away because UCLA couldn't throw the ball in the cylinder. If the cylinder was three times, they needed to be three times the size it was because they just could not buy a bucket. But both, both of those games were our biggest handles so far of the year. And, uh, 
you know, not only because they're quality games, but they were positioned correctly on, you know, in the time schedule. Um, yeah. Now, as far as the futures are concerned, Gonzaga's price hasn't gone up. Actually, it's gone down a little bit mm-hmm. because they're still being wagered on. But Duke is now down to eight after being around 14 or so. UCLA is up around 14. And one other team that's making a move this past week was Purdue. Uh, they're seeing some play, and they're now down to 10 to 1 after being up around 18 or so. All right. Sticking on the hardwood, one quick one before we go. Massive game in the NBA on Tuesday night. 18 and 2 Warriors, slight dogs um, at the 17 and 3 Suns. Phoenix has won 16 games in a row. No, uh, no hangover for them losing the NBA Finals. Um, I want to focus on the futures market here, though. Uh, the Warriors still plus 600 to win it all. The Suns, after going to the finals, plus 1,300 to win it all. Um, what's the handle like on these two teams? And have bets been picking up on them the last couple of weeks? Because they're, they're the two hottest teams in the NBA by far. But all that Nets and Lakers money at the top is, is still there, it seems like. Yeah, both of those teams have seen uh, most of the action lately as the Lakers who were the top choice once upon a time are struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the Golden State team was a little higher than they are now. The Suns were much higher. Um, and I, I expect both of these teams to slow down a little bit, but they're certainly not going to go away. Uh, and if you, you know, if you had a, a little bit of insight that these were the teams that were going to be in the mix, should have grabbed them a ways back because the prices now have lowered. Now the Suns are still at a, Decent price, but the Warriors are not any longer. Yep. All right. Well, that is uh, that is plenty of info here from Johnny Avello, uh, Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, thank you for joining us for Odds Are. Okay, guys. Thank you much. Talk again soon. All right, welcome back. We're going to look ahead now to week 13. Look at the board. Um, Last week, we were blessed with all of these close spreads. Nay, nay, no more. It's gone again. Now it's the week of heavy favorites once again. Three teams this week uh, favored by double-digit points, starting off with the Buccaneers at Falcons at minus 11. That's kind of a weird number there. Um, The Rams minus 12 and a half at home, hosting the Jaguars, and then the Chiefs all the way at that Sunday night game hosting the Broncos minus 10 on that one. That feels like a pretty large spread. Um, I don't know if I want to take the Broncos there, but I was surprised by how big favorites the Chiefs were in that one. And then just a lot of touchdown plus after that. Cardinals minus eight against the Bears. Colts eight and a half against the Texans. Uh, I think that's the last one of over a touchdown. Yeah, but uh, another big board this week, Julian. Um, you know, we've we've talked about how, you know, not usually a big fan of these boards. Uh, a lot of games with the touchdown plus this week. Anything kind of jumping out at you already? I wish it was a little bit more of a teaser week. Um, yep. Arizona getting up there to eight. I, I like it when it's at seven, but maybe like the, the problem is these are road touchdown-ish favorites. Like Arizona those have been who's been covering. That's who's been right. covering. Right. So like. Arizona to beat Chicago, Minnesota to beat Detroit. That one feels pretty good. I remember I, I had the Vikings teased down against Detroit uh, the last time they, the first time they played this year and they beat them on another miracle field goal, how the lions always lose in Minnesota. Yep. Um, 
And I think that was the week after the Tucker field goal that beat them. So it was, you know, a was, double yeah. double kick below the belt for uh, Detroit. That's when Dan Campbell was crying. Yeah. Um, I think that probably I, I think a Minnesota Arizona teaser, if I tease, uh, would probably work. I don't want to get I don't want to get involved with three legs again, I don't think, because, you know, I did that last time I was like I took the. You know, if you take the Patriots down Thursday night, once they got to a touchdown against the Falcons, what do you pair it with? I paired it with the Bucs on Monday night who beat the Giants, and I paired it with uh, Tennessee to beat Houston, who lost outright. So three legs gets messy. Even if you take the three big double-digit favorites, Bucks, money line, um, Rams, money line hosting the Jags, and Chiefs money line hosting the Broncos, you're at minus 156. That's too much juice and you're relying on three outcomes. I doubt one of those teams loses, but it, I, you're not laying the 156. So it, it just comes down to identifying what teaser works best. And what about the Colts? Um, so getting them down to two and a half. That's the one I was looking. Oh, at. right. Yeah. You could get the Colts down to two and a half. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that either against Houston. They should run all over them and, and win that yes. game. Because, like, so last week, that was, like, the big test, test for Jonathan Taylor, right? Going up against one of the one, the best run defense in the league in the in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Still scored. Uh, but, you know, the yardage was down, of course, because, you know, the Bucs are that good. The Texans are not that team. They're not even close to being that team. So now they can use their best weapon once again in Jonathan Taylor. That's how they've been winning these games. That's how they've been controlling these games. Minus two and a half for the Colts. That's probably my favorite teaser leg um, on the board. Because they should okay. absolutely run over the, you know, literally and figuratively, they should run over the Texans in this game. So getting them down to minus two and a half is my favorite spot there. Kind of toying with the Vikings one, but like I, I keep betting against the Lions and it works out. But every single week, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. I have like this mental block with the Lions that like I don't want to bet against them, but like I should keep betting against them. It works every week. Because it works every week, right? Like, there's no issue. There hasn't been any issue. The real unfortunate thing part is the Eagles. They're at the, the perfect number. You get them down a half a point going against the Jets. Right. You know, we, we I over I out. overlooked I overlooked them honestly. I forgot about them. Can they just beat the Jets? I just don't like trusting the Eagles and they're on the road. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. And then you know, Jalen Hurts having, you know, potentially missing this game, maybe. You know, that's obviously I don't I don't want, you know, I don't even know who the backup is for the um is it Gardner Minshew actually? I think it is. I think it's yeah. Gardner Minshew. God, it is. I, ugh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put my money down on Gardner Minshew. I, don't, I mean, I've bet one thing in NFL so far, and I probably won't bet anything else until Saturday or Sunday morning and, like, just see how everything goes. The thing is with that, you can, you know, you see the way Arizona's going. You could miss the teaser leg, I guess. You don't yeah. want it to get away from you. Um, but I'm going to be waiting until Saturday, Sunday to bet everything except for the one thing that I have locked in already. What's here? Okay. I didn't know if we were ready to go there. I bet them every week. I'm a fan of the team. So it looks like you're a homer when you bet them every week, but they're covering by double digits every week. Every week. I'm, I'm, I got the Pats plus three in Buffalo and took some plus thir- 135 money line. Um, I think they're the better team right now. And I think we're going to find that out on Monday night football in Buffalo. It is a road game. And the bills are one of the teams like Johnny just told us that does have a true, uh, you know, home field advantage that we haven't seen much of in the NFL this year. So 
This isn't the Thursday night game in Atlanta where it's 30% capacity and you (laughs) shut out Matt Ryan um, without any Calvin Ridley or Cordero Patterson or any of those guys. Yep. This is going to be a real test, but I think the Patriots are up for this test. I think they're ready to be tested. Um, I think the deep Josh Allen has proven to make mistakes this year. He's, he's back to the Josh Allen of, of two years ago. I think the defense will get to him. Um, I think Matt Jones will be able to make some play. They're open in the playbook for him and he hasn't let the Patriots down yet. I think he'll be able to make some plays, especially, um, with white out at cornerback. One of the best players for Buffalo defensively is done for the season. Yep. And we just saw, I mean, New Orleans was so dinged up. They were never really going to test Buffalo and Buffalo was in a bounce back spot. Previous to that, we saw Jonathan Taylor, not that the Patriots have a running game like Jonathan Taylor, but run all over the Bills uh, rushing defense that we think is, is elite. So I think this, this combination of um, Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson, I don't know why they couldn't quite get going against Tennessee, but I think they will get going against uh, Buffalo. I like the Patriots outright, and I'll happily take the three points. It's the hotter team right now. Um, they've made me plenty of money. I'm going to keep rolling with them. Uh, Buffalo, 2-2-1 two, two, and one against the spread at home so far this season. Patriots against the spread on the road, 4-1, and one, covering by an average of 9.4 points. Yeah, and then you just got the six-in-a-row outright, six-in-a-row ATS for the Pats. Yep, and the average winning margin – excuse me for the Patriots on the road, 13.6 points. Uh, that is the, uh, <laughs> the road numbers for the Patriots are it's insane. But some of it has to do with the schedule, I guess, but still. Yep. Yeah. This is a, 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 a great spot. I think for the Patriots and, you know, them getting them as underdogs is, um, is definitely something I like to see there. We haven't seen what the Bills are going to do without Javius White, obviously, who's going to step into that spot there, but that is by far. Well, he, no, well, no, he was out. I mean, he was out Thanksgiving. But the Saints just yeah, couldn't take advantage of that. Right, right. Um, but that was by far their, their best corner. Um, so that it opens up a lot for the Patriots, you know, who have just been really spreading the ball out around. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne really. Kendrick, well, Kendrick Bourne's turned into like a real yeah. receiver. Like he's yep. the kind of the guy now. And Jacoby Myers is a very nice complimentary too. Yeah, and, my, and, you know, that's the guy that, you know, the 49ers were hoping they were going to get out of Kendrick Bourne, could never really unlock that out of him, uh, but the Patriots have been able to do so. So, yeah, getting, um, you know, so you have it at three, you said? Pats plus three. Yeah, so down to two and a half, and like you just said, you know, Johnny said he expects this to go back up, um, so maybe that's something to keep an eye on as the week goes on, too, as well. Uh, but getting them back up at three, if you're looking to use them as a teaser leg, uh, would obviously be ideal getting them up to plus nine, um, I'm probably going to use that in a couple of teasers along with the Colts. Um, maybe the Jets, uh, excuse me, no, not the Jets, uh, the Eagles against the Jets, mm-hmm. <laughs> not getting the Jets, even at 12 and a half, but getting the Eagles down, uh, that would be your other teaser leg, I think as well. One game I, I am curious about, and I, th- I think the line is set perfectly, but the Chargers at the Bengals. Uh, two teams just going in complete opposite directions. The Chargers continue to struggle on the road at home, even though they don't really have a home, it feels like. Uh, and the Bengals are rolling right now. The Bengals are, you know, second in the division, knocking on the door behind the Ravens, who have obviously had their issues. Um, and now minus three at home. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I doubt this is a game that I'll bet, but I do lean to the favorite, uh, the Bengals. 
put on a show against the Steelers. The Steelers just hung with the Chargers on Sunday night football. If you want to do it that way, it's kind of a measuring stick. Yeah. Um, you know, and, that, and that's a recent game, which is why I put it that way. It's not, you know, these teams played in week four and it was close. It was the, the week before the Chargers and Steelers were relatively even. Um, and since he just blew doors on Pittsburgh and now the Chargers come on the road to play in Cincy. So I would lean Cincy minus three. Um, probably not a game that I'll bet on, but we just saw Mixon destroy uh Pittsburgh and we say I say it every week whether it's my slate approved pick make it rain pick on on the sweat or a player prop and it doesn't always work out but I'm going to say it again like Mixon should have a huge game at home against the Chargers so he's a guy for DFS um and player prop purposes that you might want to circle yeah the Chargers can continue to be absolutely gashed on the ground uh, this season. Yeah, they, I think they've allowed the most rushing yards they have. Yeah, the most rushing yards in the league, 1,336. Uh, if you just do some quick math here, that's an average of 121 per game. Just absolutely cannot stop the run. And with how much Mixon has been uh, getting the ball, doing it efficiently, they're going to give up a ton of yards to him, an average of 4.6 yards per carry allowed by the Chargers. That in itself is the fourth highest mark in the league behind just the Cardinals. Steelers, who the who the Mixon just did all that work against, and the Texans. So this should be a massive game for Joe Mixon. I uh, would be interested to see his props when that comes up. But anytime touchdown, that's probably going to be you know the highest on the board there. But that's going to be one of those things that if you want to throw it in like a same game parlay or something, but Mixon should be getting into the end zone against the Chargers, uh, maybe even more than once. That might be something you can look into as well. He's gotten multiple touchdowns multiple times so far this season. This is one of those games where he can do it again. Um, Anything else before you want to switch over to NBA? Well, let me ask you this. Which three-point favorite would you rather bet, the Bengals hosting the Chargers or the 49ers at the Seahawks after what we saw on Monday night? Man, I keep wanting to say that the 49ers aren't for real, but they're really starting to make me look bad because they look they're good. De- they're decent. They're getting they're healthy. No Debo, though. Right. Likely. That is – that is that. that's the biggest factor, too. So I – because the you odd thing will, is, will Ayuk finally get involved? They will have Kittle. Eli Mitchell's in a good matchup to to. Mitchell's been great too. Mitchell had a huge game last week. He's been great. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, I know the Seahawks are fairly decent against the um, uh, against wide receivers, but they really struggle on the ground. And that's obviously a spot where Mitchell could really kind of flourish in this matchup here. Yeah, I I think I think I'd have to just go with the Bengals. I, I think I have to go Fair. with the Bengals in this one i just i love everything that they're doing right now i just don't know where the chargers are going to stop them because they can't stop anybody right now and justin herbert justin herbert's looked really shaky i love justin herbert man but he he's just looking really really shaky he really just can't hit anybody other than keenan allen at this point but williams is struggling to catch the ball i know jared cook had that really nice touchdown late um when he was barely in bounds so like he's just not getting it to anybody efficiently so yeah i think i just have to roll the Bengals, but it's close all right, it's, yeah, close. it's close, close for me too. I just wanted to throw that one out there. The four, I'm thinking about the 49ers as as an ad for my card. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. The, the Seahawks just look putrid, man. Like that was. And so Russell crazy. Wilson doesn't look good, which no. makes it more. It makes it easier to bet against Seattle when Wilson. Russell Wilson doesn't look good, and then their backfield's a mess. So then, what yeah. happens? What happens after that? You're gonna rely on your defense? Like it's not gonna happen. 
Um, all right, we will um, touch on Thursday's podcast. It's a big college football week. So we got the Pac-12 championship on Friday night. We have championship Saturday with all the conference championship games. So we will have a guest on Thursday um, to go over all, all the college football conference championship weeks. We'll kind of finalize some NFL plays for you guys. Um, and also on Thursday, friend of the show, um, James Alberino of Spread Investor. He's come on before, giving us some college basketball yep. winners, some NBA winners. Um, we'll be doing a segment with him on Thursday to talk strictly NBA. Um, so you want to stay tuned for that. Um, anything else to pitch um, for later this week or uh, to go over for plays wise that you want to want to cover before I give a couple of basketball plays and we'll get out of here. No, go ahead. All right. One NBA play. And uh, this will be in my NBA best bets article for Tuesday, November 30th. Um, huge NBA game. Like we talked about with Johnny 18 and two warriors visiting yep. the 17 and three Suns, winners of 16 in a row Phoenix. Um, I think the Warriors should be favored in this game and they're slight dogs. So I played the plus 115 money line, forget the two, two and a half points, plus 115 money line on the Warriors. I think they are the better team, the more complete team, um, the deeper team. So they're on the road, but they've had no problem with that all season. They've had no problem with that in years past when they've been playing at the level that they're playing. So I'm going to take some plus money on the Warriors outright in the NBA and then uh, two college basketball plays that I threw out there on Twitter. Um, the early one, Minnesota minus two and a half against Pittsburgh. Sorry, Samir. Pitt Panthers, big college football game coming up on Saturday. I like them in that one. But Pittsburgh stinks at basketball right now. They're the, one of the worst Division One teams um, in the nation. If you've seen them play, they're absolutely dreadful. This is a, like a middle-of-the-pack Minnesota team going on the road. And I have no problem with it um, as Samir Slack, Steve and I. It's true. It's true. Pittsburgh is so bad. So two and a half points. I have no problem laying with laying that with a meh Minnesota team um, in the Big Ten ACC challenge. So Minnesota minus two and a half. Later game, um, I'm going to my, my A-10, uh, one of my A-10 teams, St. Louis. St. Louis has been really good so far. Um, playing against a middle, uh, middling Boise state team, Boise just scored like 30 something points in a loss. I honestly thought it was a football score when I saw it go across the screen, a high scoring football game. No, it was a basketball game. Um, and I, I think that St. Louis has been playing really well. So I took St. Louis outright plus plus one thirty-five on the money line. So warriors in St. Louis, a couple of outright dogs for you, Minnesota, a team to lay a couple of points with. And stay tuned on Twitter. There's a trappy line in college hoops, the game of the night. Duke minus two. It opened three and a half. Duke is minus two at Ohio State. Duke just beat Gonzaga. Duke seven and oh. Beat Gonzaga on a neutral floor. Beat Kentucky on a neutral floor. They are riding high. Ohio State is four and two. They lost Florida. Um, they lost to Xavier. They beat Seton Hall at the buzzer. They haven't done well against high-level competition. I can't figure this one out. It's going to be Duke or pass for me. I'll put that one up on Twitter. Um, but there's where we're at for Tuesday on the hardwood. Just real quick, I was looking up 
some Warriors and Suns stuff. Sure. So Golden State's been underdogs twice. They've covered the spread by an average of 15 and a half points in those games. <laughs> and then, Whoa. hold on, then they've covered in 10 of their 11 past games. Yeah, the Warriors cover every game. I've been betting the Warriors all the time, and it keeps working. Uh, I don't know why they're like, Sunday, they were minus two and a half against the Clippers. The Clippers stink. Uh, they won by, I forget how many, they won by 15, 16, 17. Um, but that was a favorite game. I don't know the other time. I'm trying to think. Oh, the Lakers. Okay, so you said they've been dogs twice? Twice. Yeah, so Lake, Lakers, night, or, Lakers open, the opening Lakers. night. Yep. And they, I bet them in that one, and they blew doors. And then the other one was a couple of weeks ago. They were underdogs in Brooklyn, and they yep. blew out the Nets. Yeah, two and a half against Brooklyn, three and a half against Lakers. Yeah, they blew they blew out both of those games. So they've been great in this in this spot. I feel like I might want to bet the Warriors tonight. An NBA play coming from Steve. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't. If this is, I mean, if you like an NBA play, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, you know, Buck in the Dark was very successful back in the day but this isn't in the dark now you've done a little bit of analysis right right yeah so it says buck in the nightlight <laughs> sure <laughs> um all right well keep keep an eye out uh at sp cannon 24 for the uh late night warriors money line play yeah yeah the, um, four, the four point uh uh teaser <laughs> don't oh okay, i know great. here's I a know, lesson a don't joke. tease nba i know it was a joke good but six and a half um, sounds good. <laughs> at SB Cannon 24, at Julian Edlow, at Unreasonable Odd. Um, good luck with your Tuesday plays. Good luck with your Wednesday plays. We'll be back on Thursday with uh, plenty of college football, NBA, NFL uh, to get you guys through the weekend. Play the outro music. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.